Yo, what up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Nerd Shit Live. I'm your host uh, from Hot 97. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Pat Navarano, everyone. We're Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, with me, as always, is my co-host, Dan Kilkenny, Nick McFly, and Mike Burke. Give it up for those guys, everyone. All right. Torture them well, week after week. Uh, you this weekend. Our new guest is Joe Biden. Everybody, give it up for Joe. Sleepy Joe's in the house, everyone. Sleepy Joe's here. It's going to be talking about immigration. I wish I had a drop right now for, you know, (laughs) Joe Biden. Biden. Just watch him walk up the stairs. Just Joe Biden saying, my fellow Americans. Just that's it. I think we can find that. And just make it right now. We could. She has big bazoombas and an ass that won't quit. Okay. I mean, fuck, I guess we could get some Joe Biden drops. That's a little innocuous, right? Drops of the current president saying things, right? That's not politically charged at all. Come on, man. Yeah, if you had one that was just, come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Oh, what what did he say? What did he say? Will you shut up? (laughs) That's that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Next that, week. Yeah, sure. We'll get next on week. here for New next drops week. Coming through. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, Make so, sure get like, excited. Subscribe so you can be up to date with the Joe Biden. <laughs> the yeah, drop. true. With the Joe Biden drops, because that's what we're all about here on the show. So, everyone, um, as you can tell, I'm currently on, God damn it, morphine. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay, so that's what I feel, dude. I'm so name, fucking tired. It was hot 97. I'm so uh, fucking tired. Pat's been casually dabbling with morphine. It's true. Well, I mean, like, I'm not battling with it. It's, you know, it's just, it just helps. just makes me feel better. I didn't say battling. I just said dabbling. You're getting your toes, little little tippy toes wet. (laughs) You're just dipping your feet into the pond of morphine just for just a bit. (laughs) You'll figure it out. casually does that. We've all been there. All right, everyone. We got movie trailers this week. I didn't. I was like, "All right, well, we just. I'm gonna move away from that." Shut up, man. Yeah, (laughs) just shut up, man. man. All right, everyone. We got movie trailers this week, so we had three trailers. So we decided not to do a reaction to any of them because why? Anyway, uh, first one up, you guys. Big one, big one that came out this week was uh, Shang Chi uh, and the Legend of the Ten Rings by Marvel Studios. So did you guys? We were talking about this before the show, Burke. 90% 90% of the people who watch this trailer have no idea what this is. Yeah, the the one thing I knew from this trailer was just Aquafina. <laughs> that, that was it. That was what I was it. like, oh, I know her. I was like, she's well, driving mean, a bus at the end of the trailer. She's going to be the kooky, uh, kooky girl. When I saw like, that, I thought this is going to be the new uh, update of Speed. Actually, yeah, new Sandra Bullock. That's a good good point. To me, that's like a, a perfect trailer because I watched it. I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to this, but I have no idea what's going to happen. Like trailers haven't been that for a long time. Yeah, I what I what I enjoyed about it was it it doesn't really hold your hand. You know what I mean? Where like, did you guys? All right, so actually, here's here's a litmus test. When they showed the guy in the throne, did you guys know who that was with the ten rings behind him? 
There was, was a guy in the throne. Uh, that was Sub Zero, right? That's Sub Zero, yeah. No, um, so that <laughs> character is actually known as the Mandarin. He's actually a really in the comic lore. He's actually a big Iron Man villain. However, that, that Mandarin, yeah, Ben Kingsley. Okay, so Ben Kingsley's man. So you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. This is them <laughs> writing a wrong that they made with a character a long time ago. That people were like, "What the fuck is this?" And like, I had no attachment to the Mandarin. But I remember watching Iron Man 3 when that twist came. I was like, wait, this guy isn't like some hardened terrorist? I thought that's what we were dealing with. What the fuck is this? So I really mm. like the way I really like the way this looks like it's going. Um What was what was that? Was there a, like a one shot or was it a post credit scene? It was a one shot. It was a one shot. And they like even scapegoated this the, you know, they're like, it's not Guy Pierce. And it's also not Ben Kingsley. Yeah. The whole thing is just bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's them retconning something that they did that wasn't cool. A couple uh, things I wanted okay. to point out, though, was that so this movie obviously is going to feature a shit ton of mixed martial arts, like a fuckload, which is cool because if you notice in the trailer, there's a lot of wide shots that you actually get to see what's going on, kind of like the old school Jackie Chan movies. I was like, perfect. That's what this needs to be. Just, you know, do the whole Marvel, oh, we're being a superhero thing again, and just make good action sequences, and you'll be all yeah. right. Dude, that's exactly how I felt like watching the trailer, and I think it was, I think it was really interesting. I had watched, we're obviously going to talk later about Mortal Kombat, but <laughs> having watched Mortal Kombat, and then, like, I watched this trailer after the fact, and I don't know, it was like, it's mad cool. Like, I was like, this feels like, exactly, I'm watching an old Jackie Chan kind of movie where it's not just super tight, super quick you know, fight scene things where they're using a lot of camera to kind of like, you know, evade doing really choreographed fight scenes. <laughs> kind of like, like something else we watched this it. week, but let's keep oh, going. <laughs> exactly. It's a great, it, all of the synergy in this works fantastic. Yeah. But it's cool. I mean, it's it's going to be one of those things where it doesn't look like it's going to be a Marvel movie that takes itself massively seriously. It looks like it's going to be like a cool old samurai movie that you're going to watch and enjoy the hell out of. And I think to Nick's point where it's like, I don't know anything going into this. I'm going to probably watch this and I'm going to enjoy it. I feel like that's the best way because I don't, I have never heard of Shang-Chi before this. Like really? at all. No, no, not at all. Nothing. Nope. Well, you wait, you haven't either. Nope. Yo, I've okay. known every pretty much every Marvel character they've thrown at me thus far. Besides for Shang Chi and the Eternals, those these are all new for me. All right, we're we're getting our, to the bottom, the yeah. bottom of the comics barrel when we get to Marvel characters. I'm our not gonna say they're not gonna be good. Uh, bottom of the barrel is definitely the wrong terminology. <laughs> okay, maybe um back of the closet. The line. Back yeah, of the we're closet. We're talking back catalogs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> talking about the back nine of that Marvel. You know, they're not bad coats. They're just the coats you don't wear all the time. Well, all right. So in the, I, I don't want to derail the conversation. I know this is not a topic that we that we have on our agenda. Doesn't but I matter. Do, I do know they they mentioned recent like Russell Crowe let it slip that he's going to be with Zeus. Zeus. Bro, these these fucking older actors don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's got he's he's set. He yeah. already sold all of his stuff in his divorce ahead. yard sale. Mm -hmm. But uh. Fire me. What but I mean, happen? like, the fact that they're bringing in all these extended, you know, like, now they're talking about bringing in, like, the pantheon of, uh, you know, Greek gods. That's, they're, like, they're like, okay, we ran through all of our top-level heroes now. 
Yeah, it's, but you know, time to be a Marvel. Another fan. subject we're getting into later. I mean, there's going to be another fucking Captain America trilogy. So you know what I mean? It's Do just we know like it's going to be a trilogy. Oh, you can bet your bottom not. dollar it's going to be a fucking trilogy. Right, well, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> okay, but that 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 makes me think kind of too. It's like as we will get into, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier, I really enjoyed this being a, and we'll, I'm not, I'm not getting into the content, you but I enjoyed not. it being like an eight or, you know, a short miniseries. So I would prefer, like, if we're doing a lot of that deep back catalog of all these Marvel and all of these different kind of variations, let's keep cranking them out like that. Like, I don't need a massive block. Boy, are you in luck then, and are you on the right fucking podcast, because you'll be watching all of them. All right, so uh, Shang-Chi, looking forward to it. Looks good. Love, Death, and Robots, Volume 2. Look, I don't know anything about this. The only thing I wrote down is that this trailer's clearly using the same music from the hereditary trailer, like the exact same song, uh, dog poop and cool animation were the three things I took away from this. So if anyone else would just like to take the lead on this yeah. by all means, and that's, that's kind of what love death and robots was. It's been a while since I watched the first season, uh, but that's kind of what it was. It was a lot of cool animation, violence and poop. Uh, there was like one episode in general where it was maybe only six minutes long but it was about oh, the I should have done my the yogurt. One. Yogurt, yeah, that's right. It was about yogurt taking over the world. That's right. Yeah. But it's it's just it's random. It's weird, but it's like an animated. It it has like the same sort of takeaway as Black Mirror, where it's yeah. a, uh, it takes a look at the negative effects of technology, well, but it's just done it's even, very strangely. It's even more diverse than Black Mirror because I feel you know yeah. obviously you do have your happy ending stories with Black Mirror. But really, I feel like this, you're not guaranteed to feel miserable when you walk away from it. It's like you might have a very optimistic, uplifting story. You might have one where you see people like their bodies eviscerated. You get It's like a real grab bag of storytelling. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting. So it's for, for those, I mean. For the uninitiated. You, you you, for the uninitiated. So it's, it's all animated, and they're all like 15 minutes or under. And right. I think the first season had, or the first oh, volume had, like, 15 minute. episodes Is or there something. anime in this series at all in the first yeah. season? It's, there it's different been... styles of animation yeah. every single episode. Yeah. Okay. And that's what makes it really cool. I think each, I might like, have seen an episode short, or two of this. Each standalone short has been produced by, like, a different cast and crew. Uh, some episodes mm. and stuff, like, have some similarities and stuff, but... Um, the show creator is Tim Miller, and he had teamed up with actually David Fincher. Oh, huh? Tim Miller and Fincher! Wow, that's yeah. actually pretty crazy. So I didn't know this that. This is coming off of you know, this is coming off of a lot of the big kind of like Deadpool like fame and everything, and I think that's why a, a very like weird kind of like avant garde show like this. Was he also did Terminator. Also did Terminator. <laughs> the recent one. He did Dark Fate. Yeah. Which actually got pretty good reviews. Just everyone's just tired of seeing the same movie over and over again. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's, it's cool, I'll check man. it out. There were some really cool, like how Nick mentioned, there were some really cool, like just funny episodes where yogurt will take over the world, and then there's other ones that are like really. There's one that I remembered where it was super realistic, and it was one of the girls from or one of the actresses from. Um, Orange is the New Black, and it was, like, very hyper-realistic yeah. looking, but it was super, like, militaristic and very – it reminded me of Dead Space, kind of. Right. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Dead space. But yeah, it's just it's, someone say dead space. Uh, yeah, Who said dead it. space? It's just very. It it's fun. What I also love is the fact that they announced volume two coming yeah. out in a month, and then right after that, they're like, "By the way, volume three coming out in 2022." I'm just well, like, I, "Wow, good for them for already buying a third season of this," right. even though it's been it's been two years. I want to say since season yeah. one. They so are, I just I just think it's cool. They're just doubling down on it. They they're are. Like, yeah, they are. Here's another season. They are breaking it into sections. See, the first season or the whatever series, whatever you want to call it, was like 20 episodes. This one's yeah. only gonna be like half of that. Oh really? So yeah. yeah. So they probably so just 20. ordered a, a season two and then just decided to split it up. Well, that's the thing. It's I think what's interesting is because they're really giving a lot of smaller animation teams an opportunity to shoot their shot and maybe you know I don't, I don't know if they would ever roll these over into larger series, but there's. Every single episode from from the first volume, I'd I'd watch an expand a whole expanded yeah. series based on it, mm-hmm. and I feel like this could this could be the future of, you know, like there's there's things like um, Channel 101 where it's like you write a pilot to a show and people, the audience votes on it stuff like that, where it's like this could be a great launching pad for different animation teams to really just say he here's the best thing I have produced. Put it on there, and then see if other, uh, you know, studios, Netflix, whoever picks it up, and that's really what gets me. It's you know, I think that's cool, but content. I also feel like you end up with a lot of shit that way too. Like they definitely had a bunch of these yeah. show up. They're they like, ah, oh, we're not putting these out. The yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like the there, there was. Very, I mean, there was a couple episodes where I was disappointed, like the Hitler one from mm-hmm. season one, where I, I was like, there, there's so much more possibility from the story, and it just went leaned a little too heavy into the comedy, mm-hmm. but. I mean, the, there was very little to to negatively critique from season one. They really did a good job curating a good playlist of episodes. To your point with that too, Nick, I I think like a lot of the you know the the magic in them comes from you're just you know getting to peek into this window for 15 yep. minutes, and then you don't get to know anything else about it. And I get obsessed with content and stories that like give you the concept of there's a hell of a lot of more complicated things that you really want to like essentially be able to dive into like a wiki of and then spend, you know, 10 days looking up every single connection. Well, boy, are you in luck? Cause have you heard of mortal Kombat? I'm kidding. (laughs) I mean, Mike, a good example for that one, I think is from season one, where there's the farmers who like have the mech suits to fight all the yeah. I, I love so that it's like that one. There's a bigger, broader, so much mm-hmm. of a bigger farmers world and mech suits. That, I will be watching because there were so yeah. many farmers that were there. There was sick. Yeah. There's so much more going on there. And, and, and like there's a, there, that's that's a bigger, larger story. We don't know like where where are these why? the villains coming from? Why are they coming? Mm-hmm. Why the farmers know and are they're prepared? Like you could totally build a series, you know, moving forward in the timeline or backwards. But the thing is, like, I kind of don't want that. True. Like, yeah, you're like you're you're balancing on the fence of that, where it's like if you put it out, you know, I would watch that and eat the hell out of that content. But it also is kind of like, do I really need to know why this is coming from? Like, just give me the like. It makes you feel like you're thrown in it and hit the ground running, and I love that kind of feeling when I'm they watching tr- content. They trust the audience. And that's great. We don't have to be spoon-fed things. I mean, so many, so many episodes. We, if you go back, where it's like the the dialogue is like, "Hey, audience, are you too stupid to realize what's going on here? Let me spoon-feed it to you." Right. We're gonna talk about Winter Soldier later, Nick. Hold on. <laughs> well, there's that. But hold on, hold on. Before we move on to the next topic, I want to address that point. I think it's a good thing that you don't hold your audience's hand. 
But then I feel like if you do that too much, you run the risk of The Witcher, which is like everyone's like, what the fuck yeah. is going on for the they, first they seven episodes? Yeah, they were and then like, oh, by the way, we're in the woods. Come find us. Yeah, and then season, uh, what's it called? Season two actually comes out in fall. They confirmed mm-hmm. of this year, so uh, definitely I'll be binging that because I want to know what the fuck happens. But uh, I just that whole show. Everybody says that like it's actually too confusing. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know where any of this takes place. And like they drop little breadcrumbs in there, but it wouldn't be like. Hey, it's been ten years since that. Da, 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 you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's the timeline's fucking did all over the place. The Witchers? Did no, I wanna. Witcher? I wanna okay. play The Witcher I, three though. Did, I, did I, you I watch the, the three? Did you watch the Netflix series? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I played The Witcher three. I even read the first book, like, cause it's a it's a massive book series too. I've done. I did both of those, and I still was struggling to understand what the Yo, hell was Henry going Cavill on. Yo, Henry Cavill as Geralt about, though. Like, the kingdom and about some of the warring kingdoms or whatever but for the most part all these characters just getting introduced i'm like who's that who the hell is this henry cavill as Geralt though is literally the best part of that show Uh uh-huh like i think like i think yennefer's story is cool too but i mean like his actual performance is like why the fuck hasn't this guy done tv before like he's so much better on a tv show than he is in any of the movies he's in but He's too handsome for TV. That's true. He (laughs) is too handsome for TV. I feel they did themselves a disservice, like, by putting him in there because he's such a big, you know, or he's a very name brand person. So it's like you got the people that, who, like myself, I've never played any of the Witcher games. I didn't know any of the lore or anything. I was like, sick, you know, like. Me either. This looks cool. Me either. I watch it. And then we are sitting here confused as all hell. (laughs) And then I'm wondering where I'm like. Danny, if you are like if you're even confused when literally having read books about it, just I've been in the world and just I still yeah. didn't know what an was actual bit of trivia, like just fun, tri- like actual trivia, not pat trivia. <laughs> an actual, an actual bit of trivia is that Henry Cavill, you know, he actually campaigned for the role. He's a huge gamer. He's a huge nerd. And when he, he got cast as Superman, he missed the first two phone calls by the Warner Brothers executives. And um, by J.J. Abrams, not J.J. Abrams, fuck, what's his name? Zack Snyder, uh, because he was do he was raiding in World of Warcraft. He was like, yeah, I was in the middle of a raid, can't pick up my phone. <laughs> I was playing WoW. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like fucking crazy. All right, so, uh, Love, Death, and Robots. I, I guess I gotta watch the first season though. I'm in. You so it's good. It's it good. Is- I mean, like I, I, I've said in past, uh, you know, episodes where this show has made me really being a part of nerd shit has made me really jaded. I cannot recommend anything more positively than Love, Death and Robots. You know, like this is the one thing where I'm like, I have nothing bad to say about it at all. Definitely. All right. Nick? I'll definitely check. Is that what you're getting out of this? <laughs> Just jaded. wait until the second half of the show. Um. All right. So then a uh, third trailer of the week we have. Uh, the Conjuring, the devil made me do it. Now, listen, guys, I've tried using that excuse before all through Catholic school, and goddamn it, it never worked. <laughs> so, do you guys have any idea what this is based on? Like, what this? So, like, the the okay, raise your hand oh. if you've seen a Conjuring movie. I've seen I've seen all of them. Okay, I've seen all of them too, and I think they're great. Um, wait, my boy, Pat, I think we all Pat watched the first one together. The the mammoth crew here all watched the first one together i remember probably probably yeah um either way though the 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 notes that i have written down are 
terrible CGI. Like, horrible. That scene where they're on the cliff. Did you guys see that? With oh, the, my like, God. Down. It looks mm -hmm. awful. Um, where the, uh, the maybe kid, I'm not as jaded as Pat. Uh, <laughs> the one where the kid is on the table and he oh, like goes from being bent and then like yeah. comes back like yeah. a crushed up car. Always that some good terrible. body contortion in these movies. I like that. Oh, God. Um, yeah, all the body horror. So I think the story is mm -hmm. interesting because like so the first one was just like a normal haunted house, and I'm not going to get into the mm -hmm. deals of it, but that the details of like what makes this one so special. But that's all it was. It was a haunted house movie. Second one. Haunted House movie. Again, this one, though, is interesting because so this one is all these Conjuring movies are based off the real life accounts of Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were known as demonologists. I don't really buy into this, by the way, if anyone's, you know, curious. I don't I think okay. this shit is just as real as like fucking <laughs> Iron is, Man. Uh, this is Pat's religion, please. <laughs> yeah. So please, pay attention no one, no and don't disrespect. disrespect okay. <laughs> the fuck freedom of speech here. So, no, um. But basically, this this uh, this Conjuring movie is about the story of them testifying in court um, against the state for this kid who committed murder, who they tried using a plea of insanity due to possession. And it's a real life court case. It, it was a bit. It was big news at the time. There's there's a book on it. Um, I don't know the details, you know, and I don't want to go researching it either because I don't want to ruin the movie for myself. But uh, I think I it, it sounds like cool. That's surprising for you, Pat. Yeah, I think it was like <laughs> 79. So, yeah. Um, but it's, um, you know what, as I, as I was looking into this, I did not realize that there was a, uh, a Conjuring cinematic universe. I didn't realize there was three Annabelle movies. That's oh that was my, my point. God, like, I was dude. like, I was like, oh, they, okay, all right. I remember that. I remember Annabelle from I think it was. Have the you Conjuring guys seen? One. Have you guys seen the Annabelle movies? I have That's, not. Oh, Nick, I've seen all the other ones. Nick, we've seen the first Annabelle together. We went and saw that in theaters. I don't. Uh, if we did, I have. It's no terrible. It's terrible. So thank God. <laughs> Nick blocked the it out second of one though, Annabelle. Yeah, I, I think it's called. Scared. I think it's called Annabelle: The Creation. That creation, one's actually pretty yeah. good, and that's the guy who directed. Um, have you guys seen Lights Out? Uh, yeah, David. Um, David Sandberg, F. Sandberg, right? and oh, then he uh, went on yeah, to yeah. do Shazam. Yeah, so he's actually like a competent <laughs> filmmaker. Um, the newest one I didn't see got decent reviews, but it's yeah. just like Annabelle I'm just fucking home. yeah, I'm fucking done with Annabelle. Like, get out of here. So the I other didn't realize La Llorona was part of the series. I didn't well, it wasn't. I love, <laughs> well, I love the concept of La Llorona as like a, a cryptid. Yeah. Um. So I I but I did not enjoy that. That movie, movie got the J.J. Abrams treatment though. That movie was like, hey, uh, we screen tested this and it sucks. How can we make people watch it? Say it's in the Conjuring universe. Got it. And yeah. so the guy who made that movie is now he's writing and directing this Conjuring movie. Every yeah, Conjuring movie has been made by James Wan up until this point. So it could be bad. Like it has a possibility of being shit because of this new guy um, mm -hmm. who's and because he also did The Nun and The Nun yeah. was fucking well, awful. So the I nun feel was, the nun was Corn Hardy. It wasn't this guy. Oh, it wasn't. Okay, all right. Then never mind. Yeah, Forget no, I said uh, that. Michael Shaves did. Um, and the only reason I'm looking at this, believe me, I'm not a uh, 
<laughs> conjuring. You better get your shit right on your conjuring facts now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm cross-checking us while we're doing this. Yeah. He had done some other work on a couple other movies, but he's not a big. Yeah, no, he he's not. Um. But yeah, he but basically, video for Billie Eilish's "Bury a Friend," though. Oh wait, I do kind of remember hearing that now, though. Now that I hear, now that you say that, that what I wanted to say was that. James Wan opted not to direct this one because he actually has another horror franchise that he wrote and directed and, you know, going to be launching that one in September through Warner Brothers. I can't remember what it's called, but I mean, like, that's what this guy does. This guy, you know, Insidious, Saw, The Conjuring, Aquaman, Aquaman, uh, uh, The Trench, The Trench, uh, he did one Fast and Furious. The guy just makes fucking money makers. The dude knows how to launch franchises. So he's going to do that again in September. And I look forward to that one more than this one. But this one looks cool, too. Hooray. He also he also was the executive producer on a lot of the Saw films, which is really interesting. James Wan? Yeah. Yeah, because he wrote and directed the first one. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah. realize that was him. Oh, yeah. There's Darth Maul. There he is. What what? I saw that movie oh, on Easter. That movie freaked me. I saw that movie out. on fucking Easter, Burke. <laughs> like, um oh my gosh. What was I going to say? The um I think like what's really fun about these movies is that like they exist in sort of like these weird like hyper reality, you know what I mean? Where they take right. elements from the real world, but also like they don't rely on them, you know what I mean? And that's what I think is going to be an interesting combination is like, how are they going to combine like courtroom politics with these like weird en entity like talk? You know what I mean? Like all this yeah, weird stuff that. about it's got that exorcism of Emily Robe, uh, Rose vibe where it was like really a courtroom drama, just like caked and all this weird like exorcism stuff. So it's one of those things. I just I just hope it's going to be good. It's got, that's all. Yeah, it's got the, it's got the magical realism element of it where. I like again. I'm gonna go back to what we talked about with last week. I want Guillermo del Toro to do some more of this kind of Ooh, stuff because yeah. that that man is the king of magical realism, in my opinion. <laughs> That's Danny's favorite movie, him. Pan's Labyrinth, right, Danny? A hundred percent. Yep. Told exactly. you guys. Pan's Labyrinth is amazing, and I want to see him. And there there are like horror elements to Pan's Labyrinth. There's a bunch of like. Kind of like spooky things going on. With I think the... that's classified as a horror film. Is it not? Is it? Yeah, I think it's like horror fantasy or some shit. I, I would, yeah, but I would love to see him. And again, I don't know his catalog super deep, so he may have had some kind of like terror and horror other films more deeply. But I want to see some other messed up stuff by him. Uh, I think Crimson Peak just made it onto Netflix, so I would check that out. That's another one of his movies that I haven't Will seen. Do. All right, boys. Moving on for the main topic for tonight. We're the first... Uh, First, all right, let me ask you guys a question. I wrote it a certain way in the in the schedule for tonight. So do you want to do – you want to get Mortal Kombat out of the way first and then we can do Falcon Winter Soldier? I think we do that because I think we're, we're going to have more to – probably to talk about for Falcon okay, Winter Soldier. Okay, all right, all right. Fair. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, I agree. Like Falcon, Falcon Winter Soldier is a little more um, – Falcon Winter Soldier's got a little bit more meat on the bones. A little more meat on the bones. Yeah. All right. No. <laughs> one might say you that Pat, it's, don't want to touch on the news it's more like that just mortal Kombat doesn't have anything going on oh wait i forgot it. we fucking oh, did that didn't we it. i don't actually have that i don't have that written down on here whoopsies 
Oh, okay. Well, what, right. what, so, so Discord no longer in negotiation with Microsoft. They're staying independent. They're an IP. They're yeah. They're staying independent. Uh, Kotor, Knights of the Old Republic. They're doing a remake. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one one uh, thing I do just want to point out on that one, just real it. quick, is that I've heard rumors that they are changing the style of fighting in the game, mm-hmm. where it used to be like a turn-based uh, style of fighting, like a real-time strategy. Now it's going to be much more action RPG. Yes. I have not. I've not Thank been able to God. confirm Thank that. Thank the fucking However, lord. I, as someone who is a big KOTOR fan, I'm totally for this. However, I will say it does take away a little bit from the strategy of fighting when you have your three people. Like there was, you know, you get this guy into heal, you know, you get your, you know, your utilities going and everything. However, I'm still a proponent of this. Game. Yeah, but it'll be so. like that final. It'll be like the new Final Fantasy where like exactly you can you can that. do real time fighting. And then you hit a button and it slows the action down and you pick what what uh, like item or whatever you want to use. Okay. And then you use it and then you can just hit another button and it'll change you to your next character that's fighting and you can do the same thing. So okay. I really yeah, like that combat system when you have multi-characters. So I would look forward yeah. to that. And it also and I think I think it does not pull away from any of like the difficulty and the strategy in that way because it's almost like. Even it's more. just a you, different you implementation. That's all it is. It's just a different yeah, you implementation. Can't, you, can't, you can't just like sit there and be like, okay, well, let me figure out what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do this, because you're getting your ass kicked while everything live is happening. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it is forcing you to actively play a, bit, a little bit more and then, engaged. Um, the last, uh, what's it called? The last story of the night was they fucking pulled the wool over our eyes, boys. <laughs> uh, Disney and Sony have reached a deal uh, for streaming. So basically that would mean 18 months after Netflix has had the exclusive stream, it can go to Disney plus or Hulu. And so that basically means that once the Spider-Man movies are done over on Netflix, they're going to Disney plus. And I think, I don't think it's an indefinite thing though. Right, Nick? I think it's I, until I, 2026. Yeah. It's a 22 to 26. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I figured. Which just another great move by Sony. Just, Another win. Not not that I'm in Sony's corner, but I got you know game game respect game. Exactly. You, got, you just gotta respect it. They're That's right. That's right, Nick. Here. You've made some really lucrative streaming <laughs> deals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this show is fucking sync. Uh, what is it? Syndicated. And it is diversified in over thirty markets now. And that's all due to you, good sir. So give him a round of applause, everyone. I have two things that come to mind. Sony and Nick McFly. Yeah, Sony and Nick McFly. Man, I fucking I just didn't write that down, and I'm fucking I'm an idiot. All right, anyway, hey, uh, it took us literally. We did it in two minutes. I'm proud of us. I am I'm proud of us. Nick in like suspenders and like no riffing. Eighties. Uh, <laughs> no, like 80s, no riffing. Like Shame. With a, a blue shirt but a white collar. Yes. 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 <laughs> like my hair is slicked back. Greed. Jordan Belford. Life could be what is it? Life is good, but it could be better. What the fuck is that? Look around. Look at life. <laughs> look around. Look at life. That's right. gotta be a drop. Anyway, Mortal Kombat. What is there to say about Mortal Kombat that hasn't already been said about Afghanistan? Alright. I know like, <laughs> what? Like Wait, I, I gotta hear this thought finish. Yeah, um, Wait it's so fucking horrendous. It is so unwatchable to the point where 
my girlfriend who does not sit there and analyze movies like I do, she saw the line of dialogue where the fucking, where the guy in the weird hair headdress said to Sub-Zero, he said, uh, what's his name? Haibon or whatever. He goes, I am not Haibon. I am Sub-Zero. Bai Han. Han, whatever. He's like, that's how much I paid attention. He was just like, I'm Sub-Zero. When he said that, I literally went like this. I was just like, they, they really are just hold. They're just every line of dialogue is exposition. Every action sequence is cut like a fucking 18 year old did it. Every single movement, there's a cut. You can't focus on any of the action. All the characters suck across the board. At least the supporting characters can fucking act. Cole Young, as soon as he opened his mouth, the first thing I said was, oh, so he can't act either. Like he's <laughs> the whole movie sucks from start to finish. That being Dude, said, I... I was not trying to not watch it. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, you might like this. But I feel like this movie itself is not anything special in this whole, like, make video games movies thing. It has every problem every video game movie has. They didn't simplify anything. They didn't fix anything. It's just a cash grab. That's all it fucking they didn't is. Need so, so Pat, did you like it? <laughs> I, I have a question before we get get into it can everybody go, can we go around and like who is your favorite character mike let's start with you who's your favorite character i i liked hanzo i mean who who later ends up being scorpion because oh, yeah, be my favorite the... as well uh, uh, okay all right yeah i mean he had like that's the thing <laughs> the first the first 10 minutes i Pat, was like not your turn the first 10 minutes i was like you know what not awful not terrible so far. And then they get to the MMA gym and they start talking in the fucking locker room. I was just like, oh, this is what we're going to do with the whole fucking movie? What do you think about the, the, the like, Mick, the Mickey character, like the Sylvester Stallone's Mickey character? Oh, that you know, guy? He... That guy? <laughs> I was almost convinced that this was going to go the way of him having a coronary, and that's why Cole fights in the Mortal Kombat tournament. Oh, which, by the way, that, you guys, for a movie called Mortal too. Kombat, there's no fucking Mortal Kombat in the movie. Well, there's got to be a sequel. Sub-Zero, the actor, the actor who played, the actor who played some Sub-Zero signed up for four sequels. So they plan on making this a franchise. And I don't know the numbers, like the exact numbers, but I know that it made the same exact opening day numbers as Godzilla did. So it, it made was, money on fuck. some front. We're this part of the thing. we're it, part of the problem. It was it was I think I think so far box office is at like fifty million. Oh there you go. There you go. Yep. Yeah, you'll be getting four sequels to this. Like the movie, it virtually paid for itself already. Yep, fifty-five million. There you go. Yeah, that'll be that'll do it. That'll do it. (laughs) There's your Mortal Kombat sequel. Who are y'all's favorite characters? Oh, okay, Danny, you can go. Danny next. Oh, uh, Will Hunting. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch it. (laughs) Will Hunting. (laughs) Too shit. Too shit. Oh yeah. I watched Good Will Hunting. Okay. I watched. I watched Good Will Hunting. So. I can't say I have a favorite character, but I can say I have a character I hated the least. And I'll tell you who that was. It was Kano. Because Kano is actually the voice of reason for all of this bullshit that's going on. 
he just gets sucked into this whole th- like I get he has the mark or whatever and he killed it off some guy what whatever right but the whole time he's like fuck this I don't want to be here why do I need to defend Earth and then fucking Cabal comes and's like hey we'll just buy you out and he I was rooting for him I was like please like, kill everyone yeah. like <laughs> I fucking Cabal hate everyone cool. I did like Cabal but like you know it's 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 just like I. The all right. I'll tell you the one thing I fucking Let it all out. absolutely hated. Finish them. Flawless victory. Uh, Kano wins. Kano wins. Fight. What about the, all fight. The, the the consecutive kick moves? Uh, God Dude, damn it. I love this. This is the thing. This what is was, why I really enjoyed. What was what this was the other one? What film. was the one? What was the one that Melina said when she licked the fucking scythe? Um, either way. Why do you feel the need to put the audible call-outs from the game in the movie as incomprehensible dialogue? What else do they have? They have this have... list of characters with endless lore, and they're just oh, no. like, we're going to make an hour and 45-minute movie. The protagonist is going to be someone that we're going to introduce someone no one's ever heard of. And by the way, nobody likes them either. And on top of that, we're going to shit all over the lore of Mortal Kombat in general. And we're going to do this weird fucking thing where, like, Sub-Zero is just the villain. You know what I mean? It's like they... Uh, it's just, it's so weird. I'm not even a fucking Mortal Kombat fan. It's just fucking stupid and absurd. Look, I had, I had no expectations going into this movie. And I, I almost negative expectations going into this movie because... I'm not a Mortal Kombat fan. To me, Mortal Kombat is a video game with cool depth animations and, like, super gratuitous violence. That's what this was. I was satisfied. <laughs> they delivered. So, exactly. so they, they delivered on your expectations, they basically. They entirely delivered. I thought the, the funniest part of the movie for me was, I think, when Kano is fighting, um, who's the, who's the guy that gets his soul stolen? Is it Kung Lao? Kung Lao, yeah. Dude, yeah. When Kung when Lao fighting... comes through the fucking floor, like okay, I guess I guess that's just no, K- his Kano, entrance. Kano's fighting Kano's fighting Kung Lao and Kung Lao just keeps doing like low spin kicks and knocking right. him down. And then Kano starts jumping and I was like, This looks like you're playing the video game and you're just spamming a shitty button. Yeah. And I was like, I know you did this on purpose, and it made me laugh. So thank you for that. That being said, I do like the stuff between Scorpion and Sub Zero. I thought that that's was the, that's the only that's the stuff. only redeemable part of the movie. I think that um I think that if they just made a movie focusing on Sub-Zero and Scorpion that it would have been way better. I also thought of to myself like how did Brian Singer do this like not that I want to bring Brian Singer up but how did Brian Singer do this better 20 years ago with the first X-Men? You know what I mean? The movie's only like two hours long. This movie's relatively the same length. And they centered one character, you know what I mean? And all these other ensemble characters with huge lore as well. And, you know, they don't really delve into that in those movies, but they make them believable and real and three-dimensional. It's like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I, I, think, I think a big part of this movie was it's Mortal Kombat, so you know, and it's not the video game. So when people die, it is final, kind of. Well, no, Come that's what he said. Time. He said at the end, he's like, death is not I, I, the I, only... Another portal. Yeah, another portal. Last 10 minutes of the movie. But so you go in with the expectation 
or I went in with the expectation that we're going to see a lot of people dying and we're going to see a lot of people dying frequently and constantly. So I don't need exposition. I don't need character development. You're literally on a character select screen. Pick somebody, drop them into the movie. Yeah. Well, and then when they lose, they die. Eventually. I will say this. Sequels will come back. The first. All right. So the opening of the movie, right? With Hanzo and everything. When he made the little thing and started fucking yeah. everyone up, I was like, oh, this is like, this is the way that we're going. I was like, they're telling the origins of Scorpion and Sub-Zero. I was like, okay, that's cool. Like what their rivalry is about. But you never learn why. Um, you never learn why, like why he tried to kill their whole bloodline. You never learn, um, how, like what the transition between, uh, you know, was it by Han and to, 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 um, to sub zero. And no, like, no, he said, he said, I'm sub zero now. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, you're right. And, fuck and me. Even Hanzo was like, no, I'm Scorpion now. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Hundreds of years later, well, people change. You okay. don't go by, you know, little Nikki anymore. <laughs> I don't go by Mikey. Don't ask I, my grandma. That I will say this though. Exactly. It was kind of funny how like everyone gets their superpowers Right, like Kane can like burn people, and what's her name gets a mark, and she gets these big guns that she could shoot, whatever. Right, and then fucking Cole gets a nice shirt, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like no, when you dude, punch he, him, gets, he gets strong. He gets he gets armor, and he gets like you know potential energy. Yeah. <laughs> the the coolest part of the movie that I enjoyed, like that was the standout, was um. When Kung Lao took his spinny hat and threw it into the ground and just rode the harpy oh, down, that was it. fucking oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. I mean that that I was like, that's Yo. that's the other thing too is like I kind of feel like even though it was rated R and it was cool to have like the crazy fatalities, I felt like everything in between that didn't need like all the fight fighting themselves was like weird like PG thirteen stuff. And then when it got to like, hey, I'm gonna fucking split this guy's head open with the palms of my hands. That's when it got like super CG bloody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean that being said, Scorpion does stab that one guy in the head in the beginning of the movie, and it's just like a blood volcano. Yeah, it's just like. But yeah. I, in the the first twenty thirty minutes was some of the bloodiest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Really? Um, yeah, there was there, there was a lot of fucking blood. It, I like it was the um, don't get me wrong, but I mean it was accurate. If you were to stab someone like that, they wouldn't believe yeah. that. What was I mean, the what only was the one scene? that I would say would rival is Mandy. Maybe it was bloodier. Okay, the part well, where yeah. where like Raiden gives, which by the way, Raiden didn't fight at all. I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, he doesn't fight. The he's part the, he's the top dog. The part where he gives um. Where Cole gets Hanzo's whatever. He's a descendant. He's this. He's that, right? And I am so confused as to what happened. So did he, like, bleed? And when he bled on that, it, like, brought in Scorpion from hell? Or did, like, Scorpion happen to be? Like, what's the justification there? You know what I I mean? I don't think there was any. And I think you're thinking too hard about it. I think it was the the, the whole whole concept of... You want if you want me to loosely try and you know put a couple. You know what? Don't don't don't. This is like I'd rather not. I'd rather my head hurts. It does have because you see Hanzo in hell and then you see his kunai getting all of those weird things that eventually become the shirt for Cole. So I I wonder if it was like once Cole's Arcana was unlocked and the shirt, and then when he was able to actually touch it and get his blood on it, there was some kind of rebirth 
thing for that. That last fight scene was one of the was one of my favorite parts of the movie, where they're in the like octagon. Oh, that was cool. I did that like was, that. That was a, yeah, and the two Hanzo and Cole teamed up. That was a cool fight, dude. When Scorpion fucking uh, put the thing through him, his kunai. And he pulled him forward. I was like, here comes, here comes, you know, and he just, get over here. I was like, oh, he did it. And then after that, I like, I liked that part. I, the same thing I liked in the trailer when he cuts him, he freezes his blood and he stabs him in the back. Uh, I, like I said, I like all of that. I like the scorpion and I like the sub zero stuff. It's just like every other character. They were just like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck. That's a great take. They really did Sonya dirty for like the first hour, Dude, 15, hour and a half. she was so bad. She was really <laughs> bad. Uh, I mean, Kano at least like steals it, steals every scene he's in, like the reptile scene, which my God, what did they do to reptile over the years? I, just a, I, I just never played the games. I thought that that fight scene was cool. I don't know what reptile is supposed to look like or act like, but. He's supposed to think have some sort of sentient. Like originally, he was just a green, like Sub Zero Scorpion model. That's what he was. Yeah. And then over the years, he's changed into like this humanoid thing that like is just but trying yeah, to not, find his he's people. Not he's not like just supposed to be reptile. an animal though, and that's what was fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, other than that, look, avoid this at all costs. Like if you're not like this fixes it doesn't move the vid, the needle for video game movies as a matter of fact it just continues to contribute to the narrative that they're all dog shit and uh what's it called even if you're a mortal Kombat fan i don't think this is worth your time either you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah. i don't think so at all i think the scorpion and sub-zero stuff is great as a matter of fact here's a fucking idea for a spin-off warner brothers scorpion and sub-zero make it happen there you go uh <laughs> And um, yeah, I'm sure they're working on the that. fight. I mean, they're gonna make that fucking trench movie until we <laughs> stop them. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> we stop. Them. Score one for us. Score one for us. And I just can't do uh, I just can't do the the whole. I just I just don't stop. No. Just stop it. Just I don't do it ever I again. I completely agree though. Like even though I had some positives to say about this, this is a completely skippable movie. You do not need to waste two hours watching it. Watch a five minute compilation of the fatalities and your gold. Yeah. If, oh, if, if you're if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, yeah. If not, I, just one you know. One thing that I just wanted to say that's not even really related to the movie, but as far as we're talking about like moving the needle for video game movies, I would love to see Guillermo del Toro do a Bioshock movie, which I know Dude, he was. We should do that. The, Actually, he you know was what? talking about. He 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 was very he interested, was. and I know. But I would love to see that movie because that would change the game. We should do that. We should do that in the future. We have a couple weeks to cover stuff, but if we have an open week, we should make that a topic. Guillermo del Toro's. Well, no. What what video game movie would you like to see? All right, all right. I'm down. Not terrible, Danny. How you doing in the in the cheap seats over there? You all right? We're doing amazing. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just really glad that I don't have to go back and watch this piece of shit. I'm just, I'm really happy that I thought you were about to be like, I'm just really happy to be here this week. I'm just, I'm here to just cheer on my friends. Happy to be here. Yeah, and, uh... You go, guys. All Love right. in the commentary. Okay. So now the real reason we're all here this week. Wow, we, Falcon we Winter spent, Soldier. Uh, Nord VPN. Nord don't VPN. Let, don't let Get Nord VPN. Nord security protection. Double-ended <laughs> drill dose. Are they coming for your family? More at 10. Um, 
100. So Falcon Winter Soldier. We watched it. Uh, we did two episode reviews. Couldn't keep doing it because um, we're terrible. And so uh, we're going to talk about the series as a whole. Uh, I guess I'll, we'll get started. Nick, I know you have lots of thoughts. Burke, I know you have lots of thoughts. Danny, you probably have not as many thoughts, but still a helpful amount. Uh, so I'll just get started with this. Okay. That was supposed to mean. <laughs> Pat, Pat, Pat's just, he's getting hit in the face, so he's ready I'm to hit quantifying. Okay, I got punched in the mouth on Friday. All right, I'm a little on edge. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did, I did not deserve it. <laughs> okay, actually, side note, Burke, we're at dinner after that, and Danny, and John goes, Danny, you told me he deserved it. And Danny goes, all right, I didn't say he deserved it. What I said was he had it coming. There's a difference. <laughs> I didn't say he deserved it in that moment, but he did he have did it coming. He did have it coming, though. A small, a small uh, technicality, yeah. but important to us. Um, <laughs> Papa New Guinea. Anyway, uh... <laughs> We watched uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. I'll just start off with um, I can't kind of can't believe I'm going to say this, but I, I this is like a uh, overall for me. I could have done without this, but it's cool that we have it. Like that's the series overall. Yeah, or the finale? yeah, the oh, series okay. overall actually, and it's not like I it's it's just an execution. They're good ideas, but I didn't love the execution. And I really feel like the last episode too, is just kind of just like, they're like, Oh, 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 all the way to the finish line. You know what I mean? Like they're just stumbling with the ball the whole way there. So I I think they had difficulty. I think they had some difficulty trying to be consistent in the tenor that they wanted to approach it with. Well, you know what? That's actually a good point because that was one thing I was going to bring up is that I didn't realize this until like about like five episodes, four or five episodes in. The tone changes wildly every like from scene to scene sometimes. It's like, hey, we're jokey buddy comedy. And then it's like, hey, we're political satire or we're political Mm -hmm. commentary. And then it's like, nah, we're a big bang em up action movie. Like, yeah, and then we're referencing, you know, like biblical Cain and Abel kind of shit in the background yeah. where Nick's got right now. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like it's it's it like the tone, like I said, wildly changes. And I think well, Nick, I think the best example that that you could say for the tone is the scene in episode I want to say one or two where they're in like counseling together. And they're just they're they're just being like jabronis about being and like they have to be near each other and they're, they're acting like, to like yeah get along. And then there's then there's like straight up like America is systemically racist and you know like it's like what are you trying to do with this series? I I, lo- yeah. I like both of them, but it's like pick a lane. Yeah, and like I, I I don't disagree with them trying to you know a highlight on America's systemic racism, but like the way they went about it, it's just all of a sudden, it's just like, all right, now we're talking about racial commentary. It just came out of nowhere in like the fourth or fifth episode. But there's also this commentary on like, there's also this commentary on international diplomacy and politics yeah, as yeah. well, Diplomacy, which is so like fucking weird purpose on it. Globalism. Yeah. Honestly, exactly. the main <laughs> the villain, I didn't know was the main villain until the third or fourth episode. And I didn't America. know what her point was. I didn't know what she was. Tra- what yeah, were they voting on I mean, in the, la- the second to last episode? They, I have no well, idea. Danny, the best part is, is, is like, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but like Captain America, Anthony Mackie's speech at the end, where he's just like, Senator, 
you yeah. know, this like you got the fact that, that you're just saying like senator in quotes. Mm-hmm. It's like you're just saying blanket platitudes. Okay, and none of this has any Actually, greater meaning. I'm glad you brought this up, Nick. So I'll say this: we're all white dudes. We don't know anything about race. We don't know that mm-hmm. experience. I hundred percent admit there's two Americas though. And uh, Sam Wilson says the words. I'm a black man in America carrying the stars and stripes. What don't I understand? You've been Captain America at this point for 35 minutes. What the fuck are you talking about? Okay. And I understand that is not indicative of his, you know, that what he's talking about is like, he's talking about his, you know, the black experience in America. That's what he's talking about. However, it's just the way they handled it. It's just like, what are you talking about? Like, if you were Captain America for, like, two years at this point, then, yeah, like, you'd have a point. But right well, now, I mean, like... That, that, part, that doesn't bother me so much because it's, like, all the conversations with, with Isaiah. Mm-hmm. I, that, all that episode five, I thought, I thought episode five was fucking perfect. That episode was incredible. I loved all the stuff about, like, you know, Isaiah and the Super Soldier program and all that stuff. But yeah, that like testing on people that, doing that speech was so bland and one note and it didn't have any real like energy to it. It didn't feel like it was relevant. It, it just felt like ripped from the pages of a comic book. You know, it's like, OK, he Captain America said this in a comic book from 1950. It didn't feel real to me, whereas yeah. everything else in the series felt like a real commentary on America 2021. And his now, suit, I was really his fucking suit is the most obnoxious thing I've ever seen. Why does he not have a helmet? Like, why? I, I thought the same thing. It what like, is the it? Of it? And, like, here's the well, thing. I know the suit is from the comics. I didn't like it then either. <laughs> like, I had a chance. Like, Anthony Mackie's little pointy ears sticking out, and it is, like, blocky. The neck is oh the same God, yeah. size as the head. I was just, like, shoulders I, I think I wrote, that, like, I wrote that down. I was, like, I hate the suit. I hate it. What's with the helmet? It's like, why can't he have head protection? I was wondering why there was no top of the helmet. However, if we're looking at a pure action standpoint, coolest Captain America I've ever seen. Yeah. That with the wings and everything, cool as fuck. Yeah, I'm kind of split on the wings because the thing I liked aesthetically about Captain America is that he, he used a defensive weapon like offensively. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that like, was what I liked that, about him. It was sweet he's as hell. I mean, like, he's still doing the and super like, serum in his veins. As a super soldier, as a person not being a super soldier, then fighting a super soldier to use the wings to help ground him to like mm-hmm. take a punch. That was fucking um, cool. Or well. even the whole, throw the whole, a punch. The whole point yeah. of that is that it's you know it's it's <laughs> that which I, I thought that they handled. Nobody that talked well, about actually. Jax's arms in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> keep going. I was just keeping... <laughs> keep going. Keep going. But, like, I actually think, like, again, because then you're talking about, I did think that, like, the fact that, you know, uh, Falcon didn't have any, you know, super serum, so, like, in him or anything, was a much better allegory mm-hmm. for race and racial disparity and having different, you know, standards and having different, like, from just, you know, ground up than anything else that was actually physically discussed in the show. Yeah. For him sure. eating to literally be lifted and elevated by things that are supporting him because he's already starting in the negative mm-hmm. fantastically written in that way that is you know it's a it's a it's a bit deep and i'm not saying like oh look at me for understanding this but i'm just saying like 
Like, that's part You're of You're coming it. off like a real uh, pretentious asshole right coming now. Coming off like a real dickhole here. And, uh, but it's like, I felt like they really could have tried to underline a lot more of those elements and find ways to do it without him literally saying, Senator, do better. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely I definitely understand um that aspect as well. So I mean I, I, I might make a comment that, that might you guys might not understand. Do you guys know who Neil Breen is? No. Neil Breen is like a uh he makes a lot of low budget movies and he's very out of touch with reality. But his whole like he <laughs> huh, thinks sounds like something I'd really like, but let's keep going. Yeah. He, no, this is this is way lower budget than what you're thinking of. But he think you know, like he thinks like all of his movies have to do with like government conspiracies. And there's this. I just watched a review on one of his movies recently where it's like people were, uh, you know, like he 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 had this speech and he had all this info, all this dirt on senators and congressmen, and he was like, I have the dirt, I have the information on the senators and they all just started offing themselves because they didn't want all this dirt to come out. But it's just like unnamed senators and important people. And that's, I, I felt like that's that Senator. We knew nothing about this character at all. I feel like had we built up some type of relationship, I know he was the same guy that like gave, uh, uh, Sharon Carter, her, you know, her citizenship back or, you know, like let her off the hook. Which funny and, you bring that up. Let's put a pin in that. Come back right. to that. It, it, it just it just felt like they could have tried a little bit harder to make that last Captain America speech at the end a little bit more impactful no, ra rather than him just just talking. Well, that Do was the guys... whole point. It's, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be, again, you know, an, a metaphor. Like if I'm going to give this an unnamed senator, I'm talking not just to you, senator. Yeah, I guess. Now, wall, let me ask you. Let me ask you this question. So, like. But still, heavy. Do you guys shit. enjoy this corner of the MCU? Because this corner is like, it, although it's bombs and bullets, right? And but it's really the politics side of the MCU. Mm -hmm. The first Captain America movie yeah. was all about World War Two. The second movie was literally came out when the Edward Snowden shit came out, and those things went hand in hand. And Captain America three was all about personal liberties and government agendas. So. I like that it's these characters and I like this corner like where politics can exist and they can have these conversations with superheroes, right? But I just kind of feel like that this show started out on a really good foot and it went mm -hmm. to episode four, five, and it was probably like probably four whenever he fucking mm -hmm. off that one guy. Whenever Zemo left. Yeah, whenever Zemo yeah. left. Uh, when it got to that point, and then after that, it was just like douche. It was just I down. Really, I really enjoyed five. I really enjoyed five too. I think everything was was really strong. I just think six. They they did not stick the landing. I feel like I this think, could have been a better could, movie, like a three hour movie. It, it had yeah. they trimmed the fat a little bit and just made it a movie. Oh, it, it actually, been so much I, better. Nick, I it's funny you bring that up. Uh, Danny, you go after me because this is important. They were yeah, supposed to <laughs> they yeah, were daddy. supposed to have cameos. They were supposed to have cameos <laughs> from Yelena, from Black Widow, um yeah. uh, Julie, Julie, Julie Louise Dreyfus was supposed to make her debut in Black Widow and then, you know, make an appearance in this. And Steve Rogers had a flashback cameo 
that got cut too because it was in context to whatever like was going on with Black Widow. So they cut shit out of this that um that would have made sense if Black Widow had been out already. You know what I mean? Right. So right. Well, I well, wonder I what else, like what else changed in the narrative if they had to cut those aspects it's out. Po- it's possible that that's why that that episode didn't land as strong uh, as strongly as the rest of them. But I do want to say that that final scene with Julia Louis Dreyfus and uh, Wyatt Russell. That also was super corny, and it just didn't feel like it matched the tenor of the rest of the series. Is he good or is he bad at the end? That's what I say. No, you guys don't understand. You guys don't understand. John Walker's good or is he bad? That's that's what I think's great. That's what I think's great. He's like Loki. He's like Loki. Loki, you don't know if he's gonna be good or bad. So. Is something interesting is always well, going to happen. The fact that he is a U.S. agent, does that mean good or no, bad? He, he, is that well, a good I mean, thing? He that's, thinks that's he's more... doing good, but then it's like uh, it's again commentary on like you know the if police. you're a U.S. if you yeah the police are U.S. This soldier. It's like you you are doing <laughs> you're doing okay. good by <laughs> what you think you're doing and what you're told, but if you want to take a global perspective on things, are you truly doing good? So it's like the duality of it. I, I think that last, that last uh, scene of him, you know, like trying to, to save the people in the back of that, uh, you know, military van was to show that he actually is, he does believe in the same tr- truth and justice and goodness that we do. It's just that, you know, like he's more driven by his emotional side than yeah. Steve well, Rogers. Where it's like usually he's driven by these these animalistic impulses, which but he was, does believe well, in the in the which it, was it, underlined all the time by being. Yeah, you know, I like, just actually one Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. I have it's yeah. uh, piggybacking off of that idea. I do have this thought that I think this show is genius for doing. John Walker is the hidden genius of this show. Because 100%. you are watching the show called Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus, right? You already have a bias towards the Avengers that you love. So in the first two, three episodes, when John Walker is assuming himself as Captain America, you're like, fuck this guy. This guy sucks. And our heroes yeah. are like that as well. They're like, yeah. fuck this. This guy That's sucks. That's the whole point. It's, yeah. it's already, he, he's already coming from a negative place in everyone's minds episodes four and five though that's when you see like the struggle the internal struggle of the Mm -hmm. character himself what makes him tick and then he loses his best friend and the thing is is that i think nick you and i talked about this earlier in the week when that happened was that Mm -hmm. every single one of us would have killed that person captain america wouldn't have though and that's why he's not fit to be Captain America. But the interesting thing is, is that he still believes he's entitled to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Kylo Ren, who was called to the light, but wanted to be entitled to the dark side. So, Nick, please bite your lip. Uh, so, <laughs> I see you're starting to foam at the mouth. Um, so, I think he is literally the best written character. Because your emotions yeah. change the show changes your emotions to how you feel about him, and you're already predis like disposed to those emotions. And then at the end, I think he kind of has a little bit of a redemption arc in the sense that like coming back. he comes back and he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna fucking put these people in the ground," and he makes his own shield like mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Well, like he, to, to prove me, he's himself. More, more like a Punisher type character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, you might not agree with his his methods, but you agree with what he's fighting for. Yeah. Or you can at least understand why he understands. Or like why... Like you understand his, his agenda his, a bit more. Yeah, his his agenda is justifiable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's very, it's very human. It's very emotionally driven. And I completely agree with Pat. I think his entire arc and how they wrote him in and how we hated him and how we kind of It's the genius like him of the whole show. For him, is the best part. It's some. Um, it's one of the greatest now. written characters in the MCU, and, and uh, I'm really looking forward to him, him, Sam, Bucky, Sharon, and Zemo all being in Captain the best next friends. Captain America trilogy. Just bestie friends. Somebody uh, pointed out. You you remember you remember we were talking about in the VOD. We were saying how the his head looks so stupid in his in his Captain America helmet. Somebody pointed out, and I think it's really worth mentioning, how his new uh, U.S. agent uniform fits him better. Like, whoever the costumer is mm-hmm. did that on purpose to make us be like, he doesn't even fit in that fucking costume. Yeah, that's you know, fucking He doesn't crazy. even belong to, do, to hold that mantle. And now when he's U.S. agent, it's like it fits him properly, and yeah. this is who he really is. So mm. uh, let's talk about what Danny just brought up, uh, the power Fair broker. Problem. What the fuck? How stupid! I forgot this the power other- broker was a character until she was like, "I'm yeah. the power broker." And the thing is, this show had a propensity to just introduce characters who we were just supposed to remember from their small roles in one of the movies, and just drop them in and just say, "Oh, remember these people?" And then it's just, it just all unfolds, and you have no idea who is who, who's the bad guy. Who is that French dude that uh, the main oh, protagonist? Oh, Falcon, yeah. Batrock. Yeah, Batrock the I Leaper. Had, uh, Bartok the no, Leaper? I had no idea what his motivation was. Why was he there? He gets his ass kicked in like one two-minute fight scene, and then that's it. The show just that's kind of like his that's kind of like his thing. Batroc just shows up, gets his ass beat by Captain America and his friends, and then that's pretty much been but, his thing. No, yeah, to to Danny's point with that, I think I think it kind of straddled the line of you you can do that where you can have all of these characters and you can have an extended universe and an extended like establish the power broker as somebody people know about her or him because we don't know who it is at that point. Um, but you you. Like that, you have to do that completely. You have to be like thrown into this world, and you have to understand that there's stuff that you don't know, and there are kind of establishments that have been predefined that you're kind of figuring out. But I think the Avengers does not do that. The Avengers coming off of like a very defined comic thing um, is more of like you want to know every character, you want to know every villain, you don't want to have that kind of weird world built around it it felt like it straddled both those lines but not in a good way i have a question um so like can all of us comfortably admit that zemo and his mask was trailer bait a hundred thousand yeah yeah Yeah. okay because i saw him in the mask and i was like ooh. and then i saw the episode and i was like ooh. i was so (laughs) fucking angry um i I think bang zoom bang zoom pop courses a little bit here looking at as a whole if we also then look at wandavision which I knew this was, was gonna come good. up so well of course you can't you can't talk about this show and not talk about WandaVision. yeah you can't I, talk I was, about the two i know MCU what you're gonna shows. i know what you're gonna say yeah. and i agree yeah. but keep going yeah yeah go go on finish my thought 
Oh, I was, this this is not this is not <laughs> at all. This is not anyway, at all so better I, better than Wandavision. Is, is it's just um the fact that the last episode of Wandavision felt forced, it fell flat. It was just not good. What I feel like they should do is when you want to have your giant action sequence, your climactic action sequence, put it in the second to last episode so that you can have the last episode be all the fallout. Just be let the, the fallout live. The end of a movie. Yeah, rather than shoveling fifteen minutes into the end of the movie or into the end of the episode to try and deal with the emotional grief and everything like that, just put your main action into and the don't second to last fucking episode. sit there and try to will characters into existence. Okay, exactly. <laughs> you don't do that. And I think so. Actually, Danny, I'm glad you brought up Wandavision. I was gonna say that. I was way more invested in WandaVision week to week than I was invested mm-hmm. in this. Uh, I think that's by design because yeah. it's a mystery. The second thing, though, is that when WandaVision was over, I felt like a piece of me was had died. I was like, this is, oh, man, I'm not going to have this every week. This was like, we, all right, let's fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it started mm-hmm. to feel like. It and, felt more like a chore. Yeah, and the other thing I wanted to say was that did you guys see anything online about this show, like WandaVision? WandaVision, oh, I felt like, like every Thursday to Saturday, nobody shut the fuck up about WandaVision when that show was on. This show, every single time it came out, I would see like maybe, I want to say like probably like in between 100 and 200 tweets just well, on that. This, I, I feel like that goes back to what you're saying about this corner of the Marvel Universe is the bombs and bullets, the geopolitical... You know, it's like I don't think it's anything the less. Jack but Ryan. WandaVision right. is is more like you know your pop your poppier kind of you know mainstream type stuff. Whereas, yeah, Mike, it, it's perfect. <laughs> like the Jack Ryan type stuff. It's not for everybody. Yeah, yeah no, I, that, I that is agree. true. I That's think, a good point. Like yeah. my, my sister, who is not a um, a human being. Yeah, she, ah, no, I'm kidding. A human being. Like, she's not someone who, like, really kind of cares about, like, much of, you know, Marvel or comics or anything. She watched WandaVision, and she, I think she really enjoyed it. Like, I could not see her. How could like, you watch that show without up. watching anything else? But because it had, you know, like, I think there was a certain, like, to Nick's point, like, there was a certain appeal. Um, and they're like, the, it being like how you mentioned, it's like a mystery. I think it being a female driven character, I think there were elements that made it accessible to people who would not just be like, cool, let me watch like a shoot 'em up kind of thing. Well, that and the fact that it was like a, a retro sitcom thing, like that, make that's got so much like mainstream yeah. appeal. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. this, you know, like, oh, it, the GRC is looking to, you know, like, Re, you know, like yeah. reinstate citizens of this country, and it's like, who gives, like, who? who gives a shit like, about what the that fuck stuff? are you talking about? All right, I feel like if you really just wanted an action show, then you were pleased with this. I think if you were, just where looking was I though? Because I feel like the action wasn't even all that good. Like when Bucky, I, th- I think the action was still good. It's just. Everything else around it like, was just crap. When, when, I still like the action parts of it. When Bucky mm-hmm. and Sam fought uh, Walker in the warehouse, I thought that was sick. The opening mm-hmm. action sequence was really good. The action sequence on the truck was good. 
Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, maybe the action was a little bit better than I'm giving you credit for. <laughs> I, I think the action in the last episode was th- also good. Oh, yeah, that's right. There so, was a lot of better. action. I was just bogged down in all the shittiness around it. That's the thing. All right. That's the thing. If you're so, looking for character, you wouldn't like it. So I got some yeah. trivia, everybody. Trivia right here. Yeah, Not Pat trivia, trivia, regular trivia. So a couple <laughs> things. Thing. First of all, uh, this show was the highest debuted show on Disney+. Plus. Whoopty fuck. It's been around for a year, though. You know what I mean? So really, who gives a fuck? It's everybody coming off WandaVision. However, the kind of like dud, like the fart that it went out on. I want to know what that does for Loki in the future. The other thing, though, Tom Hiddleston and and Owen Wilson, that thing's going to be a hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, Fair enough. That's a good point. The um, plus with the whole time variancy agency, that makes me very excited that I can't wait to see. Um, The second thing, though is that the producer of this show, the executive producers, said that this show, they mentioned Loki as well, that WandaVision is a series that you can only do once, and that's why it was so special. We pulled out all the stops, we did it once, and that's why we did it, right? This type of show lends itself to a second season, and so does Loki, and they said that, and there's a potential there for them to do it. So... I want to know what your guys' thought on that is because here's the thing. If there's a second season, I'm going to watch it, okay, obviously. Yeah. Um, but would that be interesting to have characters in film and then they have like a six-episode miniseries on a streaming service and then they have the next big movie and then they do – you know what I mean? Like is that is that too much story? You know what I mean? Like is that I – would, I, mean- I would want the stories to be longer – because it's like six episodes that could have been a movie. Oh, actually, you want to do you're, you're right, episodic, Nick. You're absolutely you know, right. Give me, give me 10, 12, 15 episodes yeah. where it's a long-form story. Because but this, give me one I think, character. I, think I don't this, need five characters. I think that. this could have used at least two more episodes. I think mm-hmm. th- yeah. this like could to flesh everything out. I think mm-hmm. eight would have been perfect. Yeah. Had uh, Imagine if we had two episodes in the beginning of the season that really spelled things out with the state of the world and the GRC and all the immigrants and stuff like that, rather than just throwing you right into that fight where Falcon's fighting uh, Batroc the Leaper and all that stuff, and two more episodes on the end to really stick the landing, I think the series would have really yeah. shined. But the episodes, counterpoint, the counterpoint though, is that they obviously need to grab people's attention mad quick. So from like a production standpoint, like if you're going to have the 30 well, minutes yeah. for first you always episode about open like, with a bang, you definitely always open with a bang. But, you know, after you after you've grabbed them, you need to feed them. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. need to give them some substance to chew on. I think episodes two, three and four. I was so confused. at was what was going on with with the flag smashers. Yep. What was your point? Why were things better during the blip? And then you don't even realize till episodes five that it, it was like. Oh, where there was no borders and things were working more smoothly and people were getting along better. They didn't spell that out at all. I didn't know that that's what that was about. Exactly. (laughs) As I'm sitting here, I don't know what the flag smashers hold. Right. Like they they got pissed off because a bunch of people got like I thought it was. I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was. Um. I thought it was they got kicked out of uh what's it called like they were like people who just wanted the world to go back to when there was half the population 
because that meant there was more resources, less poverty, more no, of this. No. It was so it think about what was going on during um Endgame. Oh no, I'm aware yeah. of what it is now after right. seeing the last episode. But they right, didn't right, right. they so didn't spell that out. It was during Endgame where there's like half the population is gone. So you're talking about like governments not being able to function properly, whole populations of the earth being gone. So the GRC or the uh the flag smashers they didn't like the idea of there being borders because during that five-year period, borders were basically meaningless because there's nobody to enforce borders. No governments were, were, you know, like not enforcing these things. People were able to move into homes because whole, you know, like they were empty because people were were snapped away. So, you know, like when these these uh, new uh, people were brought back five years later, people when were the snappings, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's like now there's all these people who were displaced. See, when you and paint it, when you paint it with a fine brush like that, it's an intriguing premise. But exactly. when you're just it's like a really cool. Idea. But when you're just like, like, do you think it's fair that people got forced out of their? It's just like, fuck you. That's just the talking point. You know what I mean? That's yeah. all that yeah, is. Exactly. And that's not what I'm yeah. here for. Like, I needed an episode with. I needed a fucking Walking Dead is what I needed. And by that, Imagine I mean I needed episode. you to take one episode and make the whole thing about mm -hmm. some context for another character. And then okay. at the very last ten minutes, bring us back. What would you say? Just show me Imagine the antagonist backstory. Imagine if Bucky went and talked to a, a refugee, somebody who's actually in a position where you can, like, understand where they're coming from rather than – like, I know there, there was a whole point of, like, the flag smashers being located in that, like – you know that the GRC headquarters, but imagine you actually have a conversation with somebody who's like, "Oh yeah, I came back and my fan, you know, like there was a new family living in my humanize house." Humanize it, like humanize it, make it a real yeah. issue. Make it really like, so much of the of this show was really great about you know like the, all all everything that had to do with um, America's systemic racism. I think that was really great, the Isaiah Bradley stuff. But mm -hmm. all this stuff that had to do with refugees was so uh, like elusive. And not really tethered to anything realistic. Yeah, that was a problem. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's true. Because all the Isaiah Bradley stuff, I feel like, is genuine and really works. However, I kind of felt like when they were explaining about the refugees, I was more or less just like, "Dude, you're fucking super soldiers. Kick them out." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? What are you gonna do? All right, White Russell. <laughs> all right, Senator. <laughs> Mister Senator. Well, well, what would you guys do? Would you be like, hey, they're staying? Or like, all right, everyone, pack your shit, let's go. You know, like... Well, no, to the, to the point where, you know, Falcon was like, you know, you could feed a million people with one phone call or anything. It's yeah. just like, it's 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 to the fact of like, yeah, things are weird because now we spent five years and we re-kind of acclimatized and now we have mm -hmm. to re-re-acclimatize. But it's like, you should learn what you... You should take from what you learned during that period of... Difficulty. That is that is crazy that that Marvel is willing at least to look like take a peek under the hood like a little bit deeper of how mm -hmm. earth shattering an event like that would be you know at least it's, at least it's, it's not cool. just like it's surface like level like oh no half of our Avengers went away it's like oh no this actually has vast effects on our culture and on our like lifestyles and timelines you know what I mean everything yeah, yeah. everything versus, changes versus DC when DC is like. 
yeah, Batman and Superman are fighting an island, but don't worry. Nobody's there. They all left early for a long holiday weekend, so there's no collateral damage. We, we got them it's out. DW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, it's kind of funny. I'm glad that we're talking about this now because it makes you appreciate, like, how DC's, like, we're trying to be grounded in reality. And it's like, okay, well, the Avengers are fighting over their civil rights in one movie. Um, the movie before that, they talked about building a giant shield of armor around the world, which would indoctrinate people, but also protect them. You know what I mean? Like these are high concept. Yeah. Yeah. These are high concept political themes that are being just talked about in these family friendly movies. You know what I mean? And it's the fact that they don't like spell it out, which kind of what happened in that Sam monologue at the end where, you know, it started to sit with people the wrong way. It's like, no, these are what how humans would react in these situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I listen, it's it's OK. It's fine. I think fine. everything's fine. If you're into it, li- watch it. If not, actually, cool. I definitely recommend it. I just don't expect a lot out of the final episode. Everything else is great. Yeah. He picked up that whole truck, though. That was, yeah. that was, that was cool. nice. That was nice. I don't know how his chest didn't immediately cave into his back. As his uh, thruster squished him in between the fucking... He's got a vibranium suit. Yeah, Does man, he? Oh, he might. Yeah, the Wakanda. Yo, that makes true. me feel so much better about that scene. Also, I hope one that's thing real. I just want to mention uh, was Torres. Why didn't he show up as New Falcon? Like, I was really anticipating that. Because, uh, you know... Uh, Sam left his wings with Torres. We've already agreed, Nick. Marvel had the ball, and they went like this. Like <laughs> they fumbled it to the finish. Line. They don't. They don't often do that. But this is one of those instances. No, they do yeah, not often do that. Well, yeah. Actually, I, I give it two thumbs, like slightly tilting yeah. upwards. I give it like not fully. I'll go this I'll way. It, I'll give it one up. I'll give it. One I'll give it one up, up, and I'll give it one okay. neutral. That's what yeah. I'll do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, yeah. what are your thumbs That's doing? A good, that's a good <laughs> Mike, what about your I, thumbs? I, I give it. I give it the one because mm-hmm. like fun action and everything like that. And then this thumb, because it was so heavy-handed, is having a little bit of difficulty getting up there as much. But it's trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, clip of the week. <laughs> Cool. Hold on, let me share share my screen with you boys. All right, boys. So this is going to be a a lighthearted, silly one for Danny. Aw, thanks. Okay. Already in Russian. It's already good. Uh, Everything great. Nick always picks out of the Eastern European bowl when he goes (laughs) for clip of the week. He goes on Eastern European. All right, let's do it. Smoking a cigarette in an elevator. I love it. Always a good start. Cup of vodka. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Not a great idea. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. The vodka's on fire. Oh, my oh. God. Yo. Yo. No. 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 That's so dangerous. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, there goes his jacket. Oh, oh shit. Take it off, take it off. What is with your hair, bud? What is That's on your part head? Of his jacket. It's part of his jacket. Oh my yo, god. Yo, yo. Jesus, run. Get out. Oh, oh, no. oh my god. Oh, the ass crack. <laughs> lost oxygen at this point. Oh my god. Hey, what are we watching? 
Keep it going. It's almost over. Keep it going. What is this? Okay. Get back up. Dude, dude, dude. Oh my god. Go. Okay, oh my so god. We had we have a Russian man who's smoking a cigarette, got an open cup of vodka, who decides for whatever reason to light the vodka to on check fire. Check if it's flammable. <laughs> in an enclosed space. Spoiler alert, it is flammable. Dude, and just makes essentially a death trap for himself in an elevator. <laughs> that dude has a dude, lot the of coat on his... The the, that, this. This is the death stance. The... So you gotta think, he, the uh, the alcohol, the fire burned off all the oxygen in yeah. the room, yeah. and his jacket was emitting noxious fumes. So he just lost consciousness. Thank God those doors opened. Holy let oxygen in. God. Dude, okay, now I like how he's, massively... see how his jacket starts to melt though? Like, yeah. Yeah. Starts to melt on him. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm massively concerned that I don't think there's any, like, fire extinguisher or, like, you know, um, what no. do you call it? Sprinklers in elevators in now. Elevators. Notice when he gets up, look at his left, I think it's his left hand. It's all that... black. It's all covered it's in jacket. Yeah. Look at it. Oh this my is god. His origin story. Oh my yeah, god. That's Doctor Doom. Oh my that's god. Terrifying. Holy what a nice lighthearted clip, Nick. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. You're welcome. Dude, if our channel right. gets that deleted, this is why. <laughs> Holy we were fuck. Oh my god. That was so <laughs> fucked up. Wait, wait, waiting for the live leak uh, little tag to pop up on the right side. Yeah, maybe let's go towards more of the hilarious side than the hard They don't ones. have that live leak in Russia. They just have <laughs> all their clips are just all in the same. That's category. the YouTube. Ru that's the Russian YouTube on that side. All right. Well, <laughs> now that everyone needs to go have a drink. Don't light it on fire, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep your matches away. Uh, thanks so much for listening and uh, watching tonight. Once again, this has been Nerd Shit Live. Do us a favor. Like the video. Um, if you're new here, if subscribe. You, if you liked it. You know, like it. Or, or not like it. It's fine. Interactions all it needs. And uh, uh, if, leave if a comment. Like it, just tell us why Leave a comment. Like and it doesn't have to say anything. Just a bunch of spaces is fine, too. You so, can just tell uh, everyone how cute Burke is looking. Yeah, like. so tell your friends you to listen to us right, as well. As the we show really go. fucked up shit on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We're going to be having a conversation about it later. Don't worry. So, <laughs> thanks so much, everyone. I'm Ben Amarato. With me, as always, is Dan Kilkenny, Nick McFly, and Mike Burke. We'll see you guys next week. God damn it. <laughs>